Welcome and Kreuzer all to another episode of Tales for Wales, the podcast that never fails to inform and entertain. <laughs> pretty good, isn't it? Revamped um, for season two. A little revamp for season two. I'm Jack, and as always, I'm joined by my old pal, my old buddy, Franks. My old and, mucker. Uh, my old, my old mucker. Old child. <laughs> and today, we're going to be chewing your ears off about a mental little medieval sport called Napan. Is it Napan or Knapan? Knapan, I call it. Knapan. I'll do Knapan as well, then, for yeah. consistency's sake. But first, before we get into the muck of it, what have you been up to, mate? Oh, not a huge amount. We were both saying before record, we're a little bit tired, oh, we're a little bit groggy. So uh, we're going to try and perk ourselves up with your friend of mine, alcohol. So I'm on a... I'm sorry, guys, right? We're human, just like the rest of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tears of clown over here. Um, <laughs> I've got, uh, for the first time in a while, I'm on a cellar. Oh, Stella. Yeah. So fancy I'm, boy. I am in a fancy... I love how Stella's class is fancy when it's... <laughs> you com- commonly known as wife beater, a.k.a. <laughs> our fanciest beer. Lardy dar. Someone <laughs> can afford to beat their wife. Ooh, someone's yeah. doing all right for themselves. Someone has the energy to do it. I'm too fucking tired tonight. <laughs> yeah. so. No, so, yeah, I'm on the Stella's. And what are you on? Oh, I'm using up some uh, last... Of my vodka, to be honest. Oh, uh, it's, of the it's reserves. Right. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the reserves, yeah. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. But it'll do the job, doesn't it? Yeah. Smooth off finest. You've been up to much this week? Anything to regale the no, audience No, no. I got, I got a little bit of just sort of social awkwardness, if you want to hear it. Yeah, go on. Hit me with some. Yeah, why not? It'll, it'll complement our sort of tired, miserable <laughs> nature by just regaling <laughs> you with how it made me miserable on the weekend. Basically, we um, it was a bit of a social faux pas more than anything. So I, I was out with a few guys from work in Newport on Saturday, and um, my mate he's just got a new flat down there. So I for, he's had it for a while now, and I you know keep saying I want to go in and have a nose and sort of see the place and have a couple of beers. Then you know life gets in the way, <laughs> it? but but uh, I yeah, decided to finally go down on a Saturday with a few of the uh, guys I knew from work. And uh, so when we were there, my mate's girlfriend, the guy, guy who was a flat's girlfriend, he was on about um, the wedding and stuff like that, and the invites and whatnot. For your wedding? Yes, for my wedding. Then another one of the guys who I know from work, lovely guy, but maybe not as close as <laughs> some of the others, he was like, oh, what invites you on about? And I was like, oh, the wedding. Oh. And he went, what wedding? I said, well, mine. And then he went, oh, I don't think I've had anything. And you know when you just like, have a, like, a social panic, and like I yeah. just sort of went... I, I don't know what went through my mind, but I thought, oh, here's a great idea, lie. That's what they teach you in school, isn't it? Just lie when you're at a loss. So I went, oh, have you not? Oh, we sent them ages ago. It must be on its way, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and no. just squirming, like, you know, out of the pure awkwardness of it. And then he went like, well, I don't think you could have, because how would you get my address? Oh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I've been caught. I've been caught out. What a tangled web we weave when we do yeah, something to deceive. I mean, Instead of trying to weave a more intricate web, I just I just gave up my yeah sorry mate you didn't make the list, and like I just thought, but a part of me was like oh you know what I'm trying to do yeah don't, don't bloody call me out on my lies just that's a bit on basket. him as well that's there's you know there's a faux pas he could just go um you're lying but I'd have to tell everybody you're a big fat liar yeah maybe I deserve it. maybe I come up and for having no oh just yeah. I always got a thing just never be. Awkward, like just do the easy thing. Don't be a sayer. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to be a sayer? I remember once when uh, I was I go into the cinema when I was about fourteen, and I was with. <laughs> do you remember that kid? 
And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might have to beep his name out because I'm going yeah, to call probably. him the Lizard King. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's beep his name because he was. <laughs> we called him the Lizard King for such a cruel reason because he used to have quite oh, bad eczema. <laughs> through no fault of his own. <laughs> <laughs> but I was staying at his house and um, another boy wanted to stay as well. And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll ask my, uh, my dad if you could stay. And uh, he pretended to, well, he, he called him. <laughs> He's on the phone going like, oh, yeah, Dad, hey, can uh, blah, blah, blah stay over tonight? Oh, what? You can't stay? Oh, I'm so gutted. The phone just started ringing whilst he was like... It's just a setting on my phone. It always rings out loud. It was so awkward. It felt sitcom-like. It was so untrue. Yeah. Turns out the lizard king was a snake at the same time. Yeah. I had someone be socially awkward to me the other day. I went to, so me and, uh, and my partner are trying to, uh, we had opened up a joint account. I mean, you can't do it online, she had to go to <laughs> So we went to <laughs> and we sat down with the lady. For her discretion, we'll call her uh, Bonnie. Cause that's oh so shit, close. that was a real name, Bonnie. <laughs> her, her first, and her first name is so close to that, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, it's too late now. Bonnie yeah. at a bank, which we won't say, oh, I think I've really said Anyway, yeah, sorry to beat that out as well. Yeah. More like. um, we got in and she, we sat down. She was quite like an odd-looking woman. She looked quite like she belonged in the um, like what's that film with David Bowie, at Labyrinth? Oh, like Hoggle. Yeah, <laughs> Hoggle. <laughs> Horrible. Huh? No, I ain't. I'm Hoggle. Who are you? <laughs> she was she was quite hoggle-esque. And uh, she was like quite God, frumpy. We've been very superficial in this episode. <laughs> Grumpiness yeah. is feeling it. You've right? got us being sassy. Yes. She had like a bit of a, a waddle on her. And she was just... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, hello. And she took us to a like, chair to sit down like a, in a private area of the bank. And she was like, right, you're opening up the bank account, are we? <laughs> just to harken back to Lamb, she's going like, we've well, got to get a credit rating, otherwise you'll be in a bog of eternal stench. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, nothing. <laughs> and then Bowie turned up halfway through. The babe tells me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remind me of the babe. What babe? <laughs> babe with the power. <laughs> Put that in. You remind me of the babe. Babe with the power. Power of voodoo. You do. Remind me of the babe. Um, power with the bank account. <laughs> yeah, you want to open up a joint account. What account? A joint account. <laughs> and then, Very good. Uh, uh, so my baby <laughs> crying out of babes could cry. I had to get that. I such a bang. I, I got it's a, an a bang song. I got yeah. to listen to that soon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but, it's going in this. I'll listen to it then. Yeah. She, um, so we sat down. She went, right, so, so you both get married now, yeah? Oh, that's lovely. Absolutely lovely. My marriage didn't last. It's like, fucking Oh, hell. no. Brilliant. And she went, oh, but I'm sure that won't happen to you two. Hmm. Just go. Even though statistically speaking, got a pie chart. And then she went. Um, anyway, my broken marriage won't stop you opening a lovely bank account for you two lovely people. So like, stop saying lovely. We're fine. And then she went. Um, sound like a threat. <laughs> my, my my broken marriage won't stop you. Will it? Or will it? And then she started like harping on. She went back into like the professional side. And then halfway through, she like. Uh, Extended her like crone like pointed finger at her to, to Emma. 
I know you, girl. <laughs> Emma. And Emma's like, do Jesus. you? And she was like, I've seen you, girl. You are the girl who haunts my dreams. And this, <laughs> You make it sound like a skexy. I know. Mm. <laughs> no, she, she, apparently she recognised her from um, running in the park on a Saturday. No, not running from her. <laughs> running in a... You know, they do that thing on the park, park run. Like park run, yeah. Yeah, and I thought you do park run. The sound of it, she didn't sound like a from no. the description. She didn't sound like a woman that would be a park, so, park runner. She was like an adjudicator or somebody who goes down to like oh, facilitate so I get it. it. Part yeah. of it, but no, come on, not part of it. Like yeah. Runs a fucking Facebook. This group or something, this yeah. makes sense. <laughs> she was, but then she was like, oh, "I've done a marathon." I was like, "What?" Like fair play, she's I've, ad- I've administrated a, man- a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I run a marathon Facebook group. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Then she started going on. She was like really invasive, talking like really. She, halfway through, she went, "Well, I just think it's too old for me now, isn't it? What do you think?" I was like, well, "I don't, I don't want to comment on oh, your I'm life." Just here for a joint account, love. Can <laughs> yeah. you just fucking sign the docs? And she said, she then went into saying how um she put on weight of since COVID, and she Jesus. was like. Um, my photos on Insta- on my dating pro- on Plenty of Fish, I don't look the same on them now. But I went for a few dates with a guy, and she went, and I stayed in the ho- over for his house. But I stayed in the spare room because nothing like that's going to happen. I was like, you were telling this to customers what you've never met here? before. And then she was in, afterwards. Um, he messaged her saying, "Hey, Bonnie, fucking <laughs> 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 Bonnie, hey Bonnie." Um, I, it was nice to get to know you, but I just don't think you're pictures are a fair representation of what I'm you look like. I'm just not interested in women who look like Hoggle from Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And then she said, oh, I just don't... He said, Isn't that so rude of him to say that he doesn't like me because my photos don't look like who I said I was? So it's like, you've admitted you don't look like you used to. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can sue companies for doing that. <laughs> yeah. You can sue in poor old Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> and she, but then she went, and the other thing is, um, I didn't want to see people because I had shingles at the time. I don't, I had shingles oh are really awkward. I was like, Jesus Christ. How has this gotten to it not want to sleep with someone because of shingles? <laughs> like, you, you just said, like, how, just gonna, how long is this going to take, Bonnie? Like, I just want to, I just want to fucking set this up. Uh, me and Emma, like, were digging nails into each other. It was, like, just bizarre. I was like, how has this happened? What, why? I just want to open a bank account, Bonnie. Oh, Come man. on, Bonnie. You don't want Bonnie to give you, like, a little black mark against your nails. Oh, I do. Yeah, so I'll, I'll beep out the name of the bank again there. We don't yeah. want to get like, <laughs> yeah, legal don't, in you. Don't <laughs> Bonnie and her cronies to come get me. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was. I think anybody else or most normal people would just be like, I don't think that's the fact. I just too awkward. I just smile and go, Oh yeah, tell me no. about your shingles, Bon. I know what you mean. Sometimes I wish I could just be like, excuse me, you're overstepping the mark. (laughs) Get back to your job. Get get your little crone finger out of my face. No, just from there. (laughs) Yeah. Get that fucking bony sausage out of my fucking gob. (laughs) Flicking your little long nails to like scram into my face. The bell was telling me nothing. All right. (laughs) Should we leave them with a bonnie away? Oh, there we go, Um, yeah. And talk, well, actually, to be fair, this is a, about a... So, Knapan is a sport dating back to the Middle Ages. And I think that's where Bonnie first started. She was a... <laughs> she she a remembers crone. the first game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, was well, as a back, she was an admin back then as well. She used to say, oh, I'm, I'm to do a Knapan. I do Knapan all the time. Do you? <laughs> ah, do. ref it, you know. Uh, you're the ref of Knapan. <laughs> ah, don't worry, boys. There's no ref in this game. No. So, should we start with... This is season two for the uninitiated, and we're going to change the format slightly. We're going to beckon away from the 
dick of the day stuff and less of battle heavy because some comments we had was it's a bit battle heavy lads so we're going to try and diversify we have a hard on for battles and other people don't have quite <laughs> as much a hard on for battles well, is this official season this is official season two but i think we've got a couple of lingerers from season one that are going in season two aren't yeah they? but I think just this because should be we a start can't point. structure a fucking series correctly <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's shock horror that people but, who drink a lot are quite unorganized yeah this is official season two episode you're in now this is you yeah know, so this is sent in from Reese, and judging by his profile picture, he looks like a registered sex offender. But nice. I do appreciate someone getting in touch and saying what we should cover because what a fucking mad sports this is. So I'll start with the background to, and origin. To be fair as well, who are we to turn away sex offenders? You know, we need all the listeners we can get. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'll cover the background and origin, and then Jack will go into some of the 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 ins and outs of this I'll the, go into the, the beautiful rules game. and the, the equipment yeah and yeah. for anyone else who uh, is missing the irony that I'm talking about a sport you know, <laughs> We're don't worry I'm I'm yeah so it dates back to the dark ages and historians think around the fifth and ninth century and it lasted up into the late Victorian age which means it spans like a thousand years which is pretty good going for a sport yeah, it seems well. to be predominantly Pembrokeshire based. And in North Pembrokeshire Wales dialect, the word knap meant a lump. So in the 1800s, knapan was used in South Cuddingshire as, as, as slang, meaning to knock or to hammer away a person. I was going to say, yeah, it's quite apt, isn't it, get giving someone some lumps as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyone who's not familiar with the sport is fucking barbaric. So for knap to mean lump and knapan was to, to knock or to hammer away a person, that seems to make a lot of sense. Knapan teams were made up of neighbouring villages. Back then, they were sometimes called commutes or and modern-day parishes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that word as well, yeah. In, in, my, in my extensive research. Yeah, but doing the extensive research, came across this mad bloke called George Owen of Hentlis. Yes, I came across him as well, yeah. yeah. So he was kicking about in like the Elizabethan era, uh, which is around like the end of the 1500s and the start of the 1600s. And uh, Owen was like this eccentric historian, and he was classed as a Welsh antiquar- antiquarian? Antiquarian. Yeah, yeah. He just What's... loved the olden times, and he a bit, bit yeah. like us. Yeah. yeah, so a fan of the antiquities, isn't it? So it's like, he, mm. that means he studies ancient uh, artefacts and stuff like that. So he's a Welsh antiquarian. God, I can't, I'm so tired, man. <laughs> but you <laughs> figure that out. He did loads of like typography, which is like the study of maps and stuff. And he studied parts of Pembrokeshire and marked out a lot of mineral riches in the area. And he also helped paint a picture of what Wales used to look like centuries earlier. And he ended up instructed to defend and train troops in Hereford West in preparation in case the Spanish came. Oh, so he's a bit of like, yeah, so he had a bit of a map. He, like, he was just this man who loved ancient Wales and, um, got really into the roots of it. And then he, he was, even though he hadn't done much military service himself, he knew the place so well that he was trained there to tell them how to fight in Wales. Not and, until the military service thing, I was going to say, a man after own heart. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like, there's a bit of the moon named after him called the Winkle Ridge Dawson Owen. What? <laughs> Winkle Ridge? Yeah. That's a slam, surely. Yeah. There's got to be like a, the old a Winkle Ridge. <laughs> yeah. Old Wrinkle Ridge is back, yeah. is he? Old Wrinkle Ridge, Dorsum Owens. They called him down the fucking pub. Winkle yeah. Ridge. Getting so, his pint. I don't quite understand how, but he was a bloke who's obsessed with the olden day whales, loved reading the map, studied to people how to defend themselves, and then a bit of the moon was named after him. But also, he bloody loved Clapan. Well, I do after this, mate, so yeah, we'll, mm. we'll, we'll let the, the listeners decide, but yeah, I'm sure they will too. 
Well, he went on. So he went on to explain a little bit more about it, like why it started. And then um, it was played on Sundays, like rugby is now. And it had a big part to play in festivals and at religious times. And he theorised that Knapan started because, he said, The ancient Britons, being naturally a warlike nation, did no doubt for the exercise of their youth in times of peace and to avoid idleness devised games of activity where each man might show his natural prowess and agility. Uh, as some for strength of the body by wrestling or lifting of boulders, others for the arm as in the casting the bar, sledge, stone or hurling the ball or ball. Others that excelled in swiftness of foot to win the praise therein by running, and surely by the exercise of the parts aforesaid, this knapan was prudently invented. So most of that is talking about the part of uh, knapan covers the strength of a man, how he can wrestle and throw yeah. lifting heavy boulders. Another one has been able to hurl or throw a sledgehammer. Yeah, I love that it's kind of like a, it's a peacetime sport to like make sure you don't go too soft in it between yeah. wars, basically. So you're still, basically, your, your population is still you're hands ready. fucking nails next time you get to a to a war, even if you've had sort of like a, a generation of peace or a couple yeah. of decades or whatever. Yeah, and I read it that so it originated, so like you said, essentially been training for warfare, and it's protecting your land from attack, which makes loads of sense because there is no equal size in this game. You have two teams, but they don't have to be the same size. It makes a lot of sense because it's about training your team, no matter the size, to use the knowledge of your woodlands, your beaches or farms to your advantage and to work in groups to bring your enemy down. Sure, yeah, I didn't really thought about that because it's, yeah, we'll go into this more later when I talk about the kind of, um, the ins and outs the game but yeah it's it's very much you gotta know your your, ter- your terrain yeah. of you and like you use the terrain to advantage stuff yeah that's that's i hadn't thought about that mate that's that's quite insightful it is a bit insightful but that's the kind of guy i am so yeah. that's kind of like the origins of it it started <coughs> in like the fifth to ninth century which is a lot mm. of centuries to cover but it started a long time ago and it was played on sundays it was based around parishes um it was always tied to religion um, and it was yeah, developed in peacetime to so keep your young ready for war. That's so do you want to cover right, yeah. a bit more of the equipment and the rules? Yeah, sure. So um, as you mentioned, it was um, uh, quite it was tied to Sundays and like a lot of religious stuff. So they'd have the biggest games were played um, uh, supposedly around like Shrove Tuesday, Easter time. You know all those sort of you know there's like a million things around. Yeah. Um, Why does Easter and, never have the same day? Do you oh, know like, I don't know, just awkward. Yeah, that's just something we should figure out by now. Because if you know when Jesus died, why do you always have to say when he came back or not? Is that did he come uh, back at Easter or did he die? At Easter? Oh, he yeah, I think he did. Didn't he? Did yeah. I, I? You know, I'm not the most clued up on this. Didn't no. But <laughs> these guys are strong there. point. No, no, yeah. <laughs> why would we be? Mm-hmm. But um, these guys knew when those fucking days were, and they'd have a big clap on a day on yeah. on those days. So um, yeah, to go into the sort of what a game of Knapan entailed, and it does get mental from here on. The game itself would involve a solid wooden ball. It was a little bit bigger than the cricket ball, supposedly. Uh, and the day before the game, you'd soak it for at least twelve hours in oil or animal fat, so- something very slippery, uh, like a lubricant of some kind. So it'd be a- a- an absolute bugger to catch or to hold on to on-, on the day of the game. The objective of the game sounds really simple. But as I mentioned, it'll get a bit more mental as I go on. So the game would be played by two neighbouring villages, as you mentioned, Franco. You'd meet at a designated middle ground, oftentimes like a beach or just somewhere very open, roughly halfway between the two villages competing. Then a player would launch the ball into the air between the two teams. Whichever side caught it would then throw it to their side and the game would begin. So from there... The goal was to take the wooden ball back to your own hometown's church by any means necessary. <laughs> Mad. 
You could pass, smuggle, or throw the ball however you liked to your team to get it back to your church. But obviously, the opposing team is constantly trying to nick the ball from you and do the same. So it, it gets a bit hairy. The mental part is, right, the game, the biggest games of the year, like I said, Rod Shove Tuesday and Easter Sunday, they could include over 2,000 players at once. <laughs> Which is absolutely insane. I, I just don't know how you keep, keep like, track of sometimes it. Sometimes you forget how big numbers can be of people. Like mm. a thousand people is so mm. many people on In either so side. In so many of the battles we talk about, there's yeah. not 2,000 <laughs> men fighting. That's insane. Yeah. So, Did um, you say how you scored the points? You take the, you, you no, I'll, 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 get, to, I'll okay. get to that now. Yeah. So, um, just to, uh, so for the 2,000 players, right? They'd be. you wouldn't have to be right there in person on that... Um, that designated middle ground either. You could have players stretching for miles in random orders and groups just around the, uh, around their village, uh, sorry, the opposing village, um, to try and stop the enemy team from getting their, their ball back to the church. So to get to win this game, you'd have to get your ball to your church ground. But if you didn't get it there by nightfall, it was draw. So... The games attended to start around midday. Uh, I think it was one o'clock, two o'clock. So I read. Nightfall came before anyone won. You just call it a draw, and that was it. But a lot of the time, once the ball had entered a team's village, the opposing players would tend to give up because of not how unlikely it was to get it off them, but to get it and then get it get back, back to, to their yours. their yeah. village. Because these things, the pitch, if you like, if I'm using the correct sporting term, <laughs> it was. Was miles, you know, it was yeah. absolutely, and you'd be on foot for the majority of it. Back then, everyone that was playing was a man. Um, you'd have to strip down to just your trousers to play. <laughs> so you were bare, barefoot, and then bare chest. Maybe that's what stripped to the yeah, waist yeah, comes strip, from. Skin on skin. Yeah. And um, the games would be so rough, people would have their, their hair and their beards ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> like it would grim. Uh, and, and their chest hair, I heard as well, like the follicles ripping out. So it absolutely sounds horrendous. But not just not just this now. Imagine like, a load of burly Welsh boys just fucking ripping <laughs> your hair out each other. and beating the shit out of you yeah. to get this fucking slippy ball off you. But if you were rich enough back then, you could take part in Knapham. And you, if you were rich enough to afford a horse, there was no rule saying you couldn't bring your horse into the mix. <laughs> that is so So unfair. you could literally just ride a horse over these people to get the ball. So <laughs> people used to get fucked up and die, and even killed by the horse, you know, kicking them, trampling, whatever. That's how fucking rough th- this game was. I also, I also read that so the labourers, like the working class would play on foot and then the gentry would use horses. Uh, and That's it, yeah. So that already, but the people on foot weren't allowed... They weren't allowed weapons, but then the people on horses were. So the gentry were allowed weapons like cudgels or sticks. So they'd strike. Yeah. They meant to be used for striking the ball, so you could reach down and hit the ball. But they were always mm. obviously used for smashing people on the head. They uh, could uh, sharpen their sticks as well and poke at people, <laughs> That's which so is, uh, is absolutely just stabbing yeah. someone. Just go and give me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody toffs just trotting about on horseback, smacking us mud dwellers. To me, it sounds like a working man's game. All right, yeah. want to just let us all beat the shit out of each other <laughs> instead of coming in and stabbing us. You're fitter than the other team. You've managed to escape the crowd. You're a strong man because you, you separate into teams. So you don't like the like you know the idiots that guy uh, from Henley's that Owen mm. guy mentioned. He he said that like he'd have separated into teams. So you'd have like I was going to say there's specialists, isn't there? There's yeah, like, um, it was described in the uh, the article I read that like uh, the you know the your 
equivalent of wingers. You know, you put yeah. the the swift guys, you pass to them, and you get them to leg it away quicker yeah. than the other team. And you know, there's these specialist sort of um, uh, subdivisions of your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Strong men. So, like, if you picture you're fit, you're the fit, the, the fastest guy on your team. You've managed to escape the crowd. You're strong men. Or you're like a, what they called in in your NFL. You're linebacks or whoever they are, like just like, holding them, stopping them. You're going. asking the wrong boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> fucking know about American football. Anyway, you got them like blocking them. You've managed to escape to the forest. You've now landed on the beach because you'd be played literally from parish to parish. So that would sometimes mm. mean stripping across to the. So you'd be on like hard ground or you'd be on the sand. Could um, be all over, yeah. It could be all around. So you've gone past the forest. You've now landed on the beach strip. You're en route back to your parish. You can almost taste victory. Then you hear some cunt with a horn on horseback and he's galloping ahead of you. And you try and run. And running <laughs> on sand. Smacks with a fucking cudgel <laughs> in the <laughs> well, back of the head. Do you yeah. know when running, when running on sand is like running in a dream? And then yeah. thwack. He clubs you over the head. <laughs> dives from his horse. Because you go, what? Fucking donkey punched. And he fucking trying to hold on to this greased up splinter ridden ball. <laughs> And then his mates then, rock up with, his, with all the boys in tow, and there's a beach brawl now, and, the te- and then their team grab it, start running back to their thing, and the madness starts again. Fucking that they're better than you, yeah. <laughs> there was no rule as well about like using a bit of subterfuge, so like, so if you managed to get away from the initial fray, yeah. and no one knew where the ball was, Maybe there's nothing right stopping there. you from like sneaking. What does, does subterfuge mean? Subterfuge, like a uh, sneakiness. Oh, the, the underhand tactics, is it? Yeah. So I, I was just thinking then. I, I, I wrote down. I wrote down, but I wasn't going to bring it up until because you mentioned that point earlier about like it's training for wartime and stuff like yeah. that. The subterfuge side that actually works with like so well with guerrilla tactics, like uh, avoiding enemies and like sort of navigating your way through formations and things like that without oh, getting it's noticed. Such a good game, man. I'd love yeah. to play it. And um. Yeah, but that was another thing that you should do because so you could have the the ball snuck in to the parish without anyone oh, like, realizing, oh, and then and then announced like yeah. little sneaky sneakers. So you give it to so, the little yeah. boy, he puts it off his jumper, on yeah, his <laughs> jumper, yeah, at risk of of death from the fucking getting kicked <laughs> yeah. by a horse. But yeah, yeah, you can do it. So um, yeah, that was um, that's the sort of uh, the sort of uh, environment you're in when you're playing. Knapper, but it's mad. Right? It it only kind of permeated through Pembrokeshire. Like, it wasn't like it's an all-Wales sport. <laughs> no, but for, for 1,500 years, it was really, really, really big in this one area of Wales. I, I'll go into it a little bit later on why it stopped happening. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, it kind of makes sense because, um, although actually maybe not, I was just thinking, I've read a lot about um, Celts in uh, southeast Wales. They were called, like, Silures or Silures. Yeah, Sillians, yeah. Uh, and they were, like, considered the most Hard knock of the the Celtic tribes yeah. uh, explains why me and you come from here. Yeah, uh, anyway, <laughs> but that's southwest, so it doesn't really add up. Never mind. I have no point to make. <laughs> yeah, um, so, southwest was, gonna... was uh, the Demite. Demite. Yeah, I did try to memorize the names before coming on this call, but I I couldn't. I knew the Silleries. I know the Silleries. They used to fight the Romans all the time, and then there's the Demites. But yeah, so I'll go into a little before before we finish later on. I'll go into why it kind of wrapped up. But before yeah, then, we're still in the heavy heydays of the heady heydays. Sorry, and one of the things I noted down here was it was like the original Super Bowl because it was played on Sundays. Happened like mm. once a year. Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, takes place. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl takes on a Sunday, and it was like a famous spectator sport. 
So the main matches were like the big moments in the village calendar and like mm. huge gatherings of locals and merchant merchant peddlers and traders and stuff would come from far and wide. So even outside of Pembrokeshire, loads of people would come to sell their food and drinks and other wares and stuff. So that all these I'd like... I'd love to go for a sash and watch You also think what a spectator so, sport it would be. Especially be so today's to technology. Watch. I'd love to see some fucking TMOs of some guy getting <laughs> horse kicked in the head and be like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, he did so poke good. his eye out. That is a guy. <laughs> But you know what? There, it isn't against the rules. It's completely fine. So I let it go. <laughs> Apparently, there's loads of gambling there, um, and also uh, there'd be like local managers. So people, would, oh, it wasn't just madness. There would be people like like modern day footballers, football managers. They'd be like, okay, so this guy used to be great at Canapa, and he's now going to be in charge of um, and West, and he's like, yeah, you know, eating us out to cave some poor fuckers. But, but he'd be in charge of their tactic, so he'd have the tactic yeah. for them. So we say, okay, lads, you fifty are going to blow. Fifty, there's so many people in a team. It's like double rugby. So you'd say like drop in the ocean to the two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> and so they'd plan it, but then they'd be known as like modern day like fucking Alex Ferguson. So they'd become like they'd, they'd right. get their success in their well, own right. I did read a lot about how this this was very much a um a sort of forerunner um to modern day games, you know, like a football rugby. Yeah. They you know, nothing like this, but because this was such a tradition, the idea of sort of playing with a ball in a mm. competitive sport sort of paved the way for it. Yeah. But um I had a couple more things yeah, just oh, can I just finish just, to, just oh, yeah, on the, go on, go on. the the Super Bowl thing. So now they get like cele- celebrities at Super Bowl, like the local gentry who weren't playing would come down and they'd be like they they'd give their like who you support tonight kind of thing, like a like a roving reporter, and they'd say who they were supporting. It'd be their chance to kind of like oh, uh, the ringside interviews. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they're pushing their social status and stuff. Yeah. So it was like a, it was the biggest thing that would happen in those villages for the year, especially That's at times good. of peace when they weren't at war with people. Oh yeah, you can eat some bloodshed to keep people interested. Yeah. So yeah, there's a couple more rules. No, nothing too um, uh, in depth or anything. But like I said, you had the specialist players and things like that. And the scrummages apparently were where a lot of the injuries and deaths happened, especially oh, yeah. when the horses were involved, as, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But if you at any point thought you were getting too fucked up, or you're like you thought, Jesus, I'm gonna, you know, one of the gentry's poking me in the neck with a sharp stick now. Um, you could yell Heather, which is the Welsh word for peace. <laughs> oh, and, game, and they would stop the game, let you get out, and then reset it. And so they just chuck the um, chuck the ball back up in the air, and you'd you'd have another go, sort of thing. It is oh, apparently it was some, apparently it was something like um, what's similar to a modern line out in rugby as well, which I suspect is where that kind of idea came from. But yeah, so that that's quite good. So if you're thinking about to get trampled by a horse, you can go heather and maybe it won't cave your skull in. I don't know. I didn't know that part. That's a cool little aspect of it. Yeah, and apparently tried to get um, the English tried to get the game banned um, in thirteen fourteen as well, probably for the exact reason we've just been talking about. In that it was like it keeps the Welsh primed for war. You know, like they they're always ready to go. I suppose I was, I was trying to work it out in my head. The last rebellion. At that time, would have been twelve eighty two after Llewellyn died, wouldn't it? Llewellyn Ab Griffith. So I could imagine why you know it's it's not even what was that like fifty years after not even that. I could imagine them trying to quell that that sort of behaviour. But they did end up stopping it. Well, later. So um, so I think I'm going to write and say this. Um, Henry the Eighth. Let me check what Henry the Eighth was. I think because yeah, I think I think when they tried to ban it in thirteen fourteen, 
they I think they like tried, but these these parishes that would play it, they're kind of so dispersed and um, well, that's what, if yeah, how, how could you police it? You, and also, who's going to say no to fucking so, six thousand burly men yeah. coming up? <laughs> I, I made a note. So Henry the Eighth, you said thirteen whatever it was, they tried to ban it. They couldn't 14, ban it, yeah. and then it got to the fifteen hundreds when Henry the Eighth mm. was in charge, and Henry the Eighth gone woke. He tried to ban it because he said it's too dangerous. <laughs> and, what uh, an absolute cuck. Exactly. Oh, the game's gone soft. That's what he kept saying. <laughs> That's what people kept saying. So, Clapan Days, um, I read an article that said, Clapan Days must have caused considerable concern. Henry VIII had attempted to ban the game in the Tudor times, and now the clamour for it to be declared unlawful increased. But it was really hard to prohibit traditional games in remote rural districts because they were played on great holidays or feast days only played once a year or whatever, and they were a real integral part of that traditional lifestyle. Mm. But also, how could you, like you said, how could you govern something in rural Wales when all the boffins at local and central governments are so far away? Yeah, absolutely. But what happened was, because life was really grueling back then and tough, farmers worked pretty much every day of the year. So they only really had around like five days off a year that they could actually oh, play the game. God cause... forbid you try to take <laughs> one of them away. But it, Yeah, exactly. But... If what happened then is like people started playing it. So when they owned the land, it was different. The reason it died down was because when the UK got unified more, the land stopped being owned by like common people, or uh, it would then be owned by the king. So the king then owned all of the land. I think. Uh, I think that was the thing with uh, after uh, 1066 with Haldrada and uh, how God is it? Who was it in 1066? It was. William Duke of yeah. Normandy. Yeah, um, so, sorry. Yeah. So when the Normans took over, they then kind of centralised stuff, so everything was owned by the king, and mm. he then gave favours to people so they'd be in charge of it. So, um, say if like, the, the, the land was owned by the people in that area, that stopped happening, and that land in that area then was owned to the local governor. And um, it meant if you were injured or you hurt yourself, playing Knappan, you couldn't go to work the next day and that, that meant the governor would lose their money so um, the minute so the land are, right, yeah. capitalism mate Ooh, yeah capitalism. bloody capitalism so like I was saying like, when this when uh, the land stopped being given to more people and landowners were more in charge of it the landowners who were uh, appointed by kings over a long period of time then this ancient north part of Pembrokeshire that was often open farm fields or extensive common lands was then transformed into enclosed like uh, landowners parts that had hedges and walls and fences like so, you, can so really play it. you couldn't play it anymore so that's why they pointed, they moved it to the beaches after that because it was too hard but um, mm. one of the other things was so common land was like pretty much just taken up by, uh, by people who by the king's stuff which meant you know like you weren't allowed to hunt on stuff like that so I always used to think oh, yeah, why, yeah. why were people back in the day hungry like in Robin Hood style because they weren't allowed to hunt anything That's on that it, land. The, wasn't it the king or the land bands yeah. or whatever? They owned the, uh, yeah. the game, didn't they? So sort of yeah. it was punishable if you if you hunted deer or hare uh, or whatever. Exactly. And I do think it was after um, the uh, successful invasion of the Normans that land rights and stuff like that became a much bigger aspect of British lifestyle. So that's that's yeah. the big reason why Owen Dude went to war because of like land rights and land disputes, and that became a much bigger reason for battles. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the big losers of the game uh, in this article that said like was Crapan because then the land had changed so much and this. Game was built around the ran out of playable fields for the yeah. Yeah. There was another thing I read, which was like it was there was I read one thing about like local characters and like there was a a newspaper report later on and so you know this game was played for like a thousand years so. Mm. 
by by like the start of the 18th century and the 19th century there was newspapers going around and one of them covered it and there was a story about a real ladies man who had like perfect circle of hair which I didn't really understand <laughs> right. but it sounded like his beard was the exact same length of his facial hair as his head hair oh, so he looked like a round head, furball head and, and chops just the same yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like you know those weird things he used to wear in Shakespearean days like the stupid frills around the neck like <laughs> oh yeah they looked better to catch the crumbs it looked like it's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway this this was so this little weird tennis ball fur helmet was the parish's Lothario <laughs> and um, until one vicious game of clap out when he had chunks of his hair and beard pulled out <laughs> <laughs> so after that, people playing would like shave their beard, before, shave the head and stuff before it all oh, kicked yeah, off. Definitely. But he was like this really handsome lad, <laughs> just pulled his hair out. But I like to imagine that guy was getting battered by his own team because he'd probably been like banging their messes or keeping all the yeah, beards himself. Said, yeah, he walked into the wrong game, <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. So they they were like, right, knap out, let's get a fucking batter, let's go around and batter, yeah. die round head, fucking teach him some lessons. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Did you see as well? Like I was reading up on the thing they um they tried to do a little bit of so revival of Knapp yeah, in, in the eighties um, in the eighties and nineties, um, <laughs> mainly around sort of Newport area. Uh, they drastically changed the rules um, to make it a lot less violent um, mm. for obvious reasons. I I presume that they banned the use of horses on the, in the scrums, but. Anyway, they, so the only thing I could see about it, I was thinking, oh, if they had it in the 80s and 90s, surely there'd be some footage somewhere. And um, I looked up and BBC had a little bit of it, and it wasn't too aggressive. Basically, it was like a small-time thing, but they played um, Knappan, but it was like, you are not you have to agree before, like a gentleman screaming before you go in to not hit anyone. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> this guy, the, one of the last shots you see is some guy zoomed in on some guy's head, and he's clearly had his head kicked in, and like he's bleeding from the brow, and I was like, oh, someone's getting a taste of like the old school Knappan there. <laughs> I, I also read that when they tried to revive it for a match against Wales in England, where the oh, Welsh that, yeah. really won, but because they didn't explain the rules, to the English <laughs> yeah I love that yeah. it was like oh so Wales just trounced them and Knapper yeah. and they were like the English going no one told us the rules yeah yeah saw losers whatever <laughs> yeah. but I saw did you, so you've mentioned the one on the BBC the, like, there's the video on the BBC mm. I think it was like the 80s but it's like it's not Newport as in Newport down by God if it's the other Newport I think in West Wales um, yeah it's next to um, those are the two big teams uh, back in medieval times. Well. Yeah, it was Newport and um, Nevin Parish. Newport yeah, Nevin. Nevin. Yeah, yeah. But that one looks so funny because it's just them playing rugby, and then the guy at the end's got like his, like you said, the guys. They interview someone who's been punched lows, and he's like so dazed <laughs> and confused. Yeah. Um, I also just did a quick Google, and it was kind of right. So William Conqueror, the guy in 1066, mm. um, he standardised England's, England's feudal rules. So um, it, feudal, feudalism bossy. meant that all the land was held by the monarch. So he then owned mm. all the land. And that there was pretty much where it started to stop being uh, a common land. But it a also laugh. meant... Yeah, stop being a right laugh after you little fucking verge. He, the, I think I'd rather play it in the woods though than on a beach because any sports on the beach, you think it's a laugh about two minutes then it's absolutely exhausting. So tiring. But then, yeah. like... The woods, think of all the trees. Like, yeah, I know, yeah. Horse coming out for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask, like, this was my little thing, then I was going to go, like, would you play Knappan back in the day? Uh, or even mm. modern day, would you play Knappan? And I thought, I love the idea of being, like, in the booze or after a good day yeah. of Knappan. 
and discussing like the chaos and like nursing your scrapes and bruises, talking about like the massive hits you saw, like, oh my God, did you see bloody blah, I did that. But then I know it wouldn't be scrapes and bruises. In all likelihood, I'd be like <laughs> fucking crying, us. sobbing, like in agony. Lose, <laughs> the only thing, I'd be using my cold pint to like calm the swelling on my fucking garb. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, and some guy, some fox hunter came behind me and fucking cudgeled <laughs> me in the back of the head. And do you know me and you like to romanticise a pint yeah. back in the day? It wouldn't have been a. It would have been a warm pint. Like they didn't do. Fucking... It'd, be a, it'd be a warm thing. You have like fucking grains of barley like floating <laughs> in the top. And the, I always picture. Oh well, at least they had pints back then. But like you said, it'd be fucking tepid. It'd be really like, warm they, pints. They wouldn't have the nectar of the gods, would they? They wouldn't. No. Have a nice ice cold pint of Carlin. No, they wouldn't have that like a uh, that fucking Foster's zero. That's like fucking zero degrees. You know those ones that are ice cold. Um, no. They, I it also. I don't think, mate. I think it would just be nice, tepid, fucking lumpy <laughs> yeah, beer. Straw. I also and, oh, yeah, so you'd have you'd have lumps knocked out of you, then you'd yeah. have to drink lumpy beer afterwards. Yeah. And you'd have stew and cow, which is just lumps in the water. And you'd have to have fucking work in the morning as well. Well, that's the other thing. Back then, if you was like, sprain your ankle, it's like a death sentence. So if you broke your arm in there, you'd be absolutely, like, done for. The pain, no morphine. Yeah, I, I do think, I, modern day I'd like to play it, because I think you wouldn't die, and you could just kind of like, you know, we used to play Bulldogs loads as kids. Oh, used to that's love exactly Bulldogs. what I wrote down, yeah, because apparently the um, the modern day one that they used to play um, in the 80s and 90s, they updated it, and the tackles could only be uh, what would be qualified as certified rugby tackles, so it was oh, yeah. like slightly more safe, but even in the 80s and 90s, those were much more hardcore than yeah. we got sort of these days. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I wrote down, yeah, I said, like, I was like, it reminds me so much of Bulldogs, because that was a fucking doggy dog game back in the day with us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we loved that. We used to play, for the people at home, we used to play every single lunchtime, Bulldogs, and we'd, uh, there's about ten of us, and we were the fittest we'd ever been, because we used to just I couldn't eat play our, No, we honestly no couldn't. Like, we used to eat our lunch so fast, and then we'd line up, there might be a bit 12 of us, say, and uh, we'd have That's right. Exercise on a full stomach as well. <laughs> yes. We're fucking hardcore. <laughs> that was two things I can never do now. I never have a full stomach anymore. I'm always fucking hungry. And I never exercise. Uh, but yeah, we used to sprint at each other, batter each other to the floor. You'd have to like hold each other down, like properly lay well, into yeah, each I'll other. Just, for, the, for the listeners, I'll give a brief explanation. If you don't know, I'm, most people, I yeah. would imagine in Britain, know Bulldogs. But for those who maybe don't, we got some American listeners, haven't we? One so for our American we do have listeners, quite a few these days, yeah. So for for, mm. for their sake, basically you have to run from one line to the other, right? And it's on the other end of like quite a long stretch of grass, and then between those two lines, you're allowed to be tackled. So if if a tackler got you, shoulders down to the ground, they got you, and you joined the tacklers team. Then, so you play this until everyone was caught, or like one team gave up, or whatever, just to give you a bit of context. Yeah. In that. So we used to play that basically every every lunchtime. <laughs> we used to- play with that one kid who would refuse to quit because <laughs> you had to get the rules you'd get both oh, their shoulders down on the ground we are <laughs> such great friends because i've written the exact same thing about this again we'll probably beep his name but yeah. fucking <laughs> he, he was this this really big fat lad you probably know you probably know um, you'll know if he's listening who i'm talking about 
But he'd, he'd fight you all the way down. Because right? oh, so he had a lot of momentum. To be yeah, and, and a lot of strength. A fat lad strength. strength. Yes, yeah, you know, but he's been carrying like a fucking twice yeah. the weight the rest of us have been carrying all his life. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so you get, eventually get him down. You go, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm down, I'm down. And then you get off him and you go, joking. And then you get up and run to the safety line. And it, this wasn't like a tactic that you could you were allowed to use in the game. This wasn't like a little, a cheap move. You were not allowed to do that. That's when I wish I was on horseback. Wish I'd been on horseback. Punching <laughs> yeah. him to with death. a sharp stick. Yeah. Yeah. And they used yeah. to have warty hands. He used to touch it with warty hands. That's how you, that horrible. was his main move to get you off, yeah. wasn't it? Because if, if you had him down by the shoulder, you started like, yeah. fiddling around your digits. You'd just go, oh, no, and let him go. <laughs> the best was, though, and this sounds harsh now, but it used to like go in turns on because you'd start off and it would only be one tackler, wouldn't it? And everyone yeah. else would be running. So you'd have to, you'd always pinpoint the weak guy. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it'd go around. I'm sorry, luck of the draw. I'll, I'll think your name again. But um, he'd be the first one and he was so big and fat that he'd never catch anyone. No, and so we'd all just run around him for like 20 minutes and then he'd go, oh, give up. And that oh, was. I'm not playing anymore. I'm not playing shit. I don't blame you, mate. It's pretty shit for you. Oh, what a game that was. That's what yeah, like I said, happen. I couldn't play. That was rough as well because we we got a few injuries. I'm yeah, pretty sure. a lot, I, think I broke we? my toe one time. Yeah, Do you remember uh, that time I, when we played that game where we said we used to line up six of us and one of us would jump in and we'd have our three either side with our arms crossed, so you'd have like, like a bed of arms. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So we're like gymnastics, but for <laughs> stupid kids. And we oh, I, so we bad. ran over, so it'd be six of us like in a like yeah three opposite each other. One person would run, jump on that thing, we'd lower our arms and throw them up in the air and they'd go really high up in the yeah, air. Yeah, because we had successful ones before when we had, yeah. like, we were ev- the strength was evenly distributed. And we'd launch them <laughs> up and it'd be part. like you'd be being launched in the air and then just get caught again. It was quite quite the thrill. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you tell you tell them that and we you, Frank. <laughs> so it's my go. Big old, stupid old Franks. <laughs> old, dumb, fat Franks wobbled up to the stage. And uh, no, I was I was svelte then. I wasn't svelte. Uh, we had, like, friends who were with such... You know when you're, like, you're 10, you're all different sizes? Uh, like yeah, some... someone's had a growth spurt. Someone still <laughs> yeah. looks like they're 10. You know, and me and you are quite... the. Like much mm. taller than the other boys, weren't we? And like broader, and I was a bit fatter and, uh, and stronger. <laughs> yeah, but when or we were doing the, when we were playing the game, we throw them up in the air. Like me and Jack were well, opposite we, each other, we so to go, like we used to go in the middle, didn't we? Opposite yeah, each other because so we, we'd, we'd have the central mass, we'd have the central fugal system, and we'd make sure <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's it, and, yeah, and then we switched it with our little skinny mate Sean, who's fucking. <laughs> Beyond all oh, Jesus, no. so I remember you walking weak. up, but I remember even thinking, oh, is this right now? And there was <laughs> me and another really tall guy at the like leg end. There was at the front at your front end, there was like little skinny Sean who at the time was was quite small. Yeah. And oh, she's not small anymore. <laughs> and it was him and <laughs> D- I think at the front or something, wasn't there? So basically the, the the power, the level of power had scaled up towards like the feet area instead of being central to the, like, said, launch yeah. you up vertically. Yeah. So the weakest were at your head and the strongest were at your feet, weren't they? And then we went one, two, three and launched you. <laughs> I ran, jumped on, happened. yeah. So that's the thing, you have a run up, you jump onto the all the hands, and then they throw when they catch you, they go down with you a little bit, then throw you up in the air. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I... because of how we were positioned, <laughs> you just kind of went. You went very much forward, yeah. but like because of the, the the strength variation on it, you just went like a fucking like the most vertical I've ever seen anything. My feet were went, so high in the air. Pile drive drone, fucking head into <laughs> yeah. the ground. I was so high up in the air, my legs were so pointed up, and I landed straight on my neck, and I, I went, <laughs> land, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I crushed remember, my throat. I remember seeing because you landed like your, <laughs> your face at the floor, and your rest of your body like bent over backwards <laughs> on it, and like to the point where I thought his neck gonna snap, but it, it held good and just flicked your head back underneath your body through the mud. And everyone thinking, was like, "Oh, oh my god." god. He's gonna die. We were meant to be going over your house that night for like a drink and stuff as well. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, that's over. No, that's, yeah. that's not happening. I think we were too young to be drinking as well because this sounds like a mad oh, we game to play like with 15, your mates. I think yeah. we were 15. Oh, maybe yeah, that's yeah. that's a good time to drink. But it did feel like it was because I was everyone was like, oh my god, fuck, this is serious. And we went to go get a teacher because I couldn't breathe and he didn't want to come on the grass because it was Dick muddy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he said, oh, it is bring quite him to me. It is quite muddy, those guys. Can you carry him to me? We're like, you can't breathe. Oh, that's he's mad. Like, yeah. We said, you can't breathe. And you like looked at us like, does that mean you can't carry him? Or... Yeah. What, so, you, you boys can breathe. I said, we've, we've been shown that we cannot orchestrate a kind of group effort here. So yeah, we, we would be regular organised. Our cap and defence would be... Oh, no. Cap and we'd be really <laughs> fucking awful, yeah. All right, should we uh, leave that as our, uh, our clap and well, tail? Good, I think that's a good little sign off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, on season two, I'm not going to say um, anything bad at the end. I'm going to turn it and say we've been getting quite a few good star reviews recently, and it would really help us if we can carry on doing that. So if you can drop us five stars. Um, that'd be a massive help. Oh, and yeah. I am. Um, I will. The only thing I will say is some nasty pasty said that they didn't like our jibber jabber. Oh yeah. I think I'd- <laughs> I jib to jab ratio was pretty good. That's yeah, some American, mean. some American reviewer, reviewer said, "I think I'll give a bit too much jibber jabber." I like the, the history. subject matter, actually. <laughs> yeah, I well, do declare. I tell you what, go to a fucking proper history podcast then, because this ain't bloody well. Yeah, what did she say? She went, I, "I like the I like the subject, but I do not like the curling your jib." I'm here for the subject matter. Actually, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say. <laughs> Oh, Legon Fuggle. Legon, apparently. Yeah. I do declare. There was an awful lot of jibber jabber, I have to say. From those two folks over there. <laughs> those two Welsh folks. Yeah, well, she can go fuck herself. No, <laughs> no we're not alienating the rest of our American audience because we actually got yeah. a few nice ones from the yeah, no. as well. So thank you, guys. Yeah, so do drop us a little five star if you can. Yeah, really try and average it out because I think she's the only. Uh, yeah, she brought us down to a three year. She brought us down to a three year. Although on Spotify and everything else, we're all on top fives. So, well, exactly. So, yeah, it's just her. On I guess her. they like the, our jib and our jam. Yeah, everyone else seems to enjoy the jib and jam. And if you've gone through eleven episodes so far, I assume you're not. If, if you didn't like us by now, you're mad to put yourself through this pain. <laughs> this is a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah. Deal come out anyway. Um, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Deal come out. Ta da! Ta da! Ta da! Ta da!